Welcome back to The Vibe, guys. I am so excited. I know I always say that, but I truly am so excited because I have my mom today on the podcast. My mother is an immigrant from Colombia, and I would love to tell you everything, but I'm going to leave it up to my mom. And I specifically wanted my mom to do this because it is election season and it is so important to exercise your right to vote. And I thought, why not get a true outlook from somebody who wasn't always able to vote? And the outlook that my mom has on it because it's very different than just the average human being. So with that being said, Marisol, mom, will you just introduce yourself briefly? Um, hola. Hi, Alexa. Hi. Thank you for having me. It is, I'm actually specifically honored because my daughter and I'm so proud of you. So I'm a big fan. Will you put your volume up a little bit, mom? Yes. Thank you. Better? Yeah, much better. Thank you. So, um, yeah, you direct me. No, I want you to just, just, I'm going to ask you all the questions, but just who are you? Where did you come from? Tell us. Okay. Um, as Alexa said, my name is Maris Fulfiera. <laughs> I came from Colombia at, I was 13 years old. And I, my, my mother had come here five years prior to bringing my sisters and I. And um, I remember that although I missed her dearly, I loved living with my grandmother in Colombia. And I remember the day she said, you're going to be coming next week, so pack your bags, which at first I thought I loved the idea of being in the States, but was heartbroken about leaving my my grandmother who I was living with for five years. So I was heartbroken about it. Um, and soon realized coming at that age that it was gonna change my life completely where obviously it's at a time where you're learning your surroundings and you're learning, you're, you're just in school, but in another language with a world of a different environment compared to how I was living in Colombia. So it was, it was, it was challenging, but at that age, not as challenging as it is for people who come to the United States at an, at a older age. Absolutely. So, you know, I wanted to start off by sharing, I was talking to my mom, we've been talking about this podcast for like two weeks, but I wanted to start off with I think a lot of people, well, my mom and I were talking about it. We know a lot of people watch Narcos. And because a lot of people can see that and relate to that, my mom actually grew up at that exact same timing and was, I don't want to say influenced, but she, her views on voting were very influenced by the corruption that was held in Colombia. And I think that's where I really want to start this podcast is with you telling us what it was like growing up somewhere where power took over government officials it didn't matter it, it it you know you grew up in a in a town in Medellin where every house was barred up every you know it was very unsafe and it was very corrupt and it was really scary so could you lean in and kind of tell us about that experience because what you see on narcos people is not the truth it's just merely uh what were we saying yesterday it's uh 
it's a gl- it's a glamorized. It's a, there's a lot my I have no idea about that my mom's telling you about, but Narcos is so glamorized, and it actually hurts my mom's feelings when we talk about Narcos. But Narcos is such a part of. It is the biggest thing that I can relate other people to the kind of government that my mom lived in. So, mom, I'd love for you to actually talk about what it was like growing up in that time in the 90s, 80s and 90s, when Pablo had a corrupt, was complete, had completely corrupted your city in Medellin. Well, first, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to tell a little secret that I haven't watched Narcos. Of course you haven't. And the reason why I haven't watched Narcos is um, from the moment I came to the United States, I just always felt offended when people met me and they would say, where are you from? And I would say, Colombia, where in Colombia, Medellin? And the first thing they ever said, oh, they looked at, they gave me the eye and said, oh, Pablo Escobar, oh, cocaine. So those two words always offended me because I always could... I would relate Colombia with great coffee or two-thirds of the world's um, uh, mining of emeralds come from Colombia. Totally. So there's, or, or, or flowers. Most of the flowers we get in the world are from Colombia. So I used Isn't to it the Festival of the, the Los Flores? La Feria de las Flores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Medellin because we have the, I mean... We're like fourth in flowers in the world. I mean, the numbers are crazy when it comes to flowers, and we're the number one in orchids in Colombia. So anyway, so I would feel offended by that, and that's why I, I never got interested in in narcos. But I do remember growing up in Colombia, hearing the the friends of family or or children of family members saying oh so and so got killed and every or there was a bombing here i remember the fighting of the cartels the the medellin cartel i would hear as a child Mm -hmm. there were bombings from the cali cartel killing the medellin cartel and hearing which one was more powerful and who killed the most people in my own city so i didn't i i fortunately didn't Get, didn't directly live it in my immediate neighborhood, but but heard about it. Certainly heard about it. And but even even so, remember when I when I went the first time to Colombia, um, and we were driving to. I forget it was nighttime, but remember we had a driver and specifically we got pulled over and I didn't know the story until I was older, but it wasn't a real police officer who pulled us over. And if yeah. it wasn't for our driver, we would have ne- we would have who knows what would have happened, but that was only what 10, 15 years ago. Unfortunately, the unfortunately there was a time, especially when I was growing up, where Medellin was more pl- pl- played with um guerrillas. Guerrillas. Yeah, and they and and they were like they, they dressed like military mm-hmm. and th- that was certainly that could have been that was a danger not right. just and the danger was that when they saw but i just want to i just want people to realize that that it was guys dressed up in fake police 
outfits that would just pull people over and take them captive and this was going on i just want to for people who just don't understand what guerrilla might mean it's basically me dressing up in a cop outfit arresting you and you thinking that that was real it's um it, it's it's certainly past presidents have fought to get rid of that guerrillas and what they were able to do at least that was the beginning where about 15 20 years ago it was the beginning where where the cities became a little bit safer even though you had that experience the city medellin or cali or bogota became a little bit safer because the government at least was able to push the guerrillas away to the mountains they mm -hmm. were not we were not experiencing the guerrillas as often in the city as they were hiding they, they had to hide in the mountains which which the which Medellin is surrounded by mountains, so it's not like that far away. But our city, the metropolitan part of the city, uh, is 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 relatively has been relatively safe, um, except of the regular kidnappings. Which that was the like as I recall, that was the 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 cartels' number one form of income. How right. were they? How they were making income is through kidnappings of people with money uh, or politicians or tourists. So when you would speak in Spanish in Medellin or I would speak Spanish in Medellin, I mean, speak English in Medellin, our grandmother and and my mother would like, don't you dare, don't right. you? Yeah, don't speak English because that obviously, even, even you wouldn't even know, that's what we needed a private driver at that time because even taxi drivers were infiltrated and they would then tell somebody, oh, there's a tourist. And right. You, yeah, that, that luckily has changed because, because the government at least has made it clear to the, the, the people in the country that tourism is important and should be protected. So that has changed a lot and people are enjoying. So, so with that being said, I kind of want to go like kind of stay in this current cause I love Columbia and I, and I do want to talk about how incredible it is and how much it's changed. Cause I've in my elder years have had the best times ever, but I know that we, I bring this up because as we know, the current president doesn't have a keen liking to Hispanics. So, you know, I know that you remember this time, but in seventh grade, there was a substitute teacher and he was taking roll call and he looked at my name and he said, Alexa Escobarra instead of Ibarra. And I remember saying, fuck you and being sent to the principal's office. And that teacher never worked at my school again. But there is such a, you know, when people hear that last name or just assume that you're from somewhere, it's such a prejudice and so ignorant beyond belief. And in that moment, I was in seventh grade. Nobody knew who Pablo Escobar was. So this guy opened the floodgates for everyone to think I'm a cocaine. Like then people were like, who's Pablo Escobar? Let's look into this. And then everybody asked me, if I if I do cocaine and I know about this so with that being said with all of that like judgment and everything that kind of does come with being from somewhere else that is corrupt how did that make you want to not be 
change your ways from going into being a Hispanic woman who was so happy to share her life and everything, but then to someone who realized, wow, I need to really think here. And when did you realize your vote matters for xyz and when did you realize like even my experience of having a teacher call me alexa escobar like that discrimination those certain things were those ever moments that you were like i'm gonna vote to make my kids life better like nobody treats people like this because of where their parents came from or any of those type of things because that's discrimination beyond belief that's racism beyond belief say that uh, as I I came at 13 and and I was um, through different immigration reforms I qualified to become a resident and then uh, a naturalized citizen and and it's it's crazy that I knew from day one like it I came at a young age, so I, because I had to depend on myself in so many ways, um, as my mother barely spoke English, and I was the one who translated for my family, I, I, I learned it pretty quickly, that I, I knew I had to become a citizen, I, I, I had to, it, it, there was no, no question, even though the people that, my family that had been here prior to me coming, they could have and were afraid of becoming citizens because they were afraid of the test, for example. That was one of the reasons, or they were afraid of the forms that are required at that time to file, to to go through the immigration process to become a citizen. Right. And I remember, and I remember that I became eligible by 18 and I started the process so that as by my little old self, so that by 20, I I was able to go pass my test to become a naturalized citizen, being probably the first one in my family. <laughs> and, and in doing so, I knew immediately what that implied. As an American citizen, you've got, I'm proud of being Colombian and I'm proud of my dual citizenship absolutely i knew then that the first thing after becoming a naturalized citizen at age 20 was my ability to vote which i exercised that at 21 so i and i've been voting obviously ever since that time but it's so what was the first election year you voted 87 awesome was that was that bush or was that clinton no, Clinton was 90s. Yeah, that was. Oh, great question. It's okay. You don't need to know. Don't worry. It's, it's not about the it's not about the it's not about the people. But that's I just wanted to know when. So, so we're in 2020. So now you've been voted you've been able to vote for a pretty long time now. And what does voting mean to you? Well, for me specifically, there's for me it's a, it's it's a privilege. It's 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 an no one should take for granted the fact that by voting, you exercise your voice. You you exercise your voice by by electing a candidate that you believe has your back, that you believe is going to work in the benefit of your community, is going to work in the benefit to help your to help you, whether it's through education, what their beliefs are, whatever their beliefs 
your beliefs are and their beliefs match your beliefs is is your right to choose that candidate and to know that you have a little input into what happens to healthcare, education, taxes, all of those factors. That's why I vote. And and and, and mom, for the people who can vote but choose not to vote, what would you say to them? wasting a valuable asset they're wasting their voice their voice should be heard and when they don't vote their voice they're being quiet they're they're quieting their voice i think that 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 we we have two choices we obviously being a politician running for a certain position is to serve the country. So in us voting, it's our way of serving our country. It's right. our way of participating in, in their jobs to run our country. They can't do it alone. They, 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 they can only do it with our voice. So it's sad. It's sad when people don't think it matters and when you hear that only a small percentage of people that can vote vote, it's sad because yeah. then we leave we leave the running of our country at at luck or at at the mercy of of, of an outcome that isn't a real outcome because if everybody voted then we would know what people really want. Absolutely. And that's the most valid valid point you could say. And you know, the next thing I wanted to talk about is the importance of voting as an immigrant who is now obviously a citizen of the US. And, you know, I say that because when I vote, I think about other people I know who aren't citizens, who I know wish that they could vote for this reason. My vote doesn't just count for me. My vote counts for, I could name four people who I would like to vote for. Not vote for, but for voting, I'm exercising my right to vote for them. So again, with that question being said of why you think people should vote as an immigrant specifically, why do you think it's so important that all of us vote for because anybody can relate to having help from another country. I think it's very fair to say that that a lot of employees are all international all over and a lot of them do not have their citizenship. So those people who are helping our economy and our country, it matters so much for us to help to vote, not for just us, but for them. So I would love for you to kind of give us a little something on that. Um, Everybody's choice of candidate really it depends on on their own beliefs and how different factors affect that individual for me as an immigrant um i recall conversations in at home with my mother um when carpenter was passing an immigration reform we haven't had an immigration reforms where they forgive alien uh, illegal aliens that have been here in for many many years that are in that have been paying taxes that have that have been working to, to they came here we all come here for for a reason in need of a better life that is right. the, the truth for all of us that are here whoever came came to search for a better life but there are people that either were not as smart 
or weren't or weren't as fortunate and lucky that had were able to become residents or citizens as I was, but have been here working and paying taxes and they do pay taxes even though they're they're not legal aliens they do it through um they use the i'll remember in a minute it's okay Uh, yeah but it's for me i i i i want to listen to the views of the candidates about immigration reform i want people that deserve to be here to be also be able to become citizens because they are paying taxes and I don't think that immigration reform should be should be taken lightly and everybody should be able to become an an American citizen I'm not saying that it's it's that I, I, I wouldn't even I don't think I'm not opening the floods to the world it's not the answer right the that have been here for 20 years or 30 years who have who have raised their children here who want to stay as a family here should not be deported if they have never had issues with the law have been paying taxes have been living have been being a good member of the society they should be entitled to becoming a citizen um so i i I pay attention to to their beliefs on any immigration reform. I pay attention to education. How? What are they going to do to improve our education? What are they going to do to improve our health care? Those are factors that affect all of us. Mm-hmm. That, that as a society, if people do not have access to health care, they cannot afford health care, it becomes costly for all taxpayers because they're, they, they may not get the, if they don't get the right help, uh, help when, mm-hmm. they, when they need for their medical condition, it, it, those medical conditions can, be, can get worse. And, if, and at which time, if they didn't have health care, they're going to get taken care of terribly, but somebody's going to pay for that. So it's better to be able to, to give, have people have access to healthcare. Absolutely, and consider and considering a good percentage of the of our population isn't just pure Americans. It's super important for everybody to be involved in taxes and healthcare in um, any reform that is going on. So you're really, really right about that, and I appreciate you being so honest. And I want to know. Um, what specific issues are important to an immigrant when making a decision to vote? That's, I think taxes, um, infrastructure. I, I live, I, I sell real estate. I've had my office for 25 years mm-hmm. and I get to see that there's some neighborhoods that are, that need attention. Right. And, and so for me, their thoughts are. Uh, I want to hear their their thoughts on infrastructure, because because I think if all neighborhoods that are needing attention, if they are giving that attention, it only improves the quality of life, not just for those people, but it in, for everybody else. When neighborhoods are poverty stricken. There will be more violence, more thefts, more less education. But if 
is education and and neighborhoods that are improved, then society in general is affected positively. And I and I love that you just mentioned that you like to see the infrastructures of like where needs help and what needs help because this leads to something we spoke about, which is when Barack Obama ran for president in, I believe, 2013, because I was turning 18 on the 25th, November 25th, and I was so upset I couldn't vote. But, you know, the reason I bring this up is because Barack and his wife, Michelle Obama, came to Philly twice, specifically my high school twice, because he wanted to see the infrastructures of Philly. He wanted to see the good sides, the bad sides. And my high school specifically was one that had really wealthy and really, really poor people. So it was a really wonderful experience to be able, obviously, you know, I was so upset and pissed that I couldn't vote, um, but it was incredible to see a leader who not only I got to see twice in my own, in my own community, but a leader who, specifically said to us get outside of your ecosystem go see what this, your city needs and that's why now you know that I didn't vote five four four years ago because I didn't know anything that was going on in New York and now Barack Obama taught me that to really look and see what we need because I didn't know what I don't know what New York needs I don't I didn't know any of that why would I know that unless I look with my own two eyes so I love that you did bring that up and you know, I would love for you to just talk about what, you know, everyone says, exercise your right to vote, exercise your right to vote, exercise your right to vote. But what does that really mean to you? Pay attention, educate yourself, listen to, listen to the candidates and, and don't take it lightly that voting is a big, important issue. So for me, for me, I, I, it's it's not a, choosing which candidate that's not as that's that's going to happen if no matter what right the, uh, one candidate's going to win and one candidate's going to lose in in every election but just educate yourself if you don't educate yourself you you won't make the decision that is best for you and therefore best for the country living in philadelphia i we you guys grew up in the suburbs but i from the beginning when i started my real estate career i started in philadelphia and i chose the latino community to service that community Mm -hmm. i i'm very proud of that and so i i've been able to always see the needs of philadelphia needs and the suburban needs mm-hmm. with and get to see I re, why I chose that at that time when we moved to Philadelphia, why I chose that specific county was because it was considered a blue ribbon school. Right. Education, there's a lot of money spent in education in that county. That's not so in Philadelphia. And it's very sad for me to see from the, from my parents or the parents of my clients when we talk about education what they lack because right. they t- how how their educate what their education lacks as opposed to your school and and I feel so blessed that you did end up I was pissed at the time that you moved from Chellenham to Abington but you ended up moving me to a school that was so diverse that didn't allow me a space to ever be 
anything but kind, real, honest, and understanding that I may have my very wealthy friends, but I may have very dirt, cheap, poor friends. And that's a, that's something that you never wanted me to not understand, that there was, there was there's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. There's... There's white, there's black, and there's all the colors in between there. And you never wanted me to just be part of one specific system. So, yes, Ashley and I were definitely upset when you moved us just one county over. But in in hindsight, looking back, I mean, I was involved in everything. I was part of the lacrosse team, step team, student council, you name it. And you wanted me to be part of that to... I believe, I don't know, you could tell me if I'm wrong, but to be, to get that, to get the education you never had or to get that worldliness that you never had because at the end of the day, you didn't grow up and go to a school with multi-diverse people. You you didn't have that. And I think it, it's magical for me that I did get to do that. I got to be a big sister to somebody for four years. I got to do so many things and I got to see the needs of other children below me and what they needed. And you really made sure that I saw that because, I mean, guys, you not, you all know I volunteer a lot, but it's really because of my mom that I do that because she was like, you need to see what's out there for yourself. I can only tell you so much. I can only be your eyes and ears for so much, but you really have to experience. It's the same thing with travel. You can't know something unless you've experienced it yourself. And I think, you know, where I want to kind of start closing this off is I think People need to experience, maybe they need to volunteer a little. They need to experience what's going on around them to maybe be a little bit more like passionate about this voting situation because this next month really matters. This These past years have mattered so much, but now it's so important. And especially with Latin Heritage Month right now, I just didn't think it could be more fitting to have my mother on here who has been dying to be a guest. And, you know, I look up to you a lot because not only have you been doing it on doing all of this on your own, my mom is a single mother and has done it all. And is, as you guys can hear, she's a great, she speaks wonderful Spanish and wonderful English. And I think that that's just so rare to see, you know, I see so many strong independent mothers, obviously, but I have to say you really, you really outdo them all because you've done it with such a sense of knowing what you don't have and being making sure that you're like well now that I have this I'm gonna use it and that's so important and something that I think a lot of people take for granted even people who are immigrants that do have the right to vote and that's why it was really important for me to have you because I even think the people who are immigrants who have the right to vote just say fuck it I'm okay now I'm good I'm here I'm I'm legal so it's okay and I think that's kind of where I want to leave that off with you because I think that I would love to do a part two with you on this but I feel like a lot of immigrants do feel that way like they don't even want to speak up now that they're now that they're legal well I I have to say that I'm double I feel flattered twice first because it's it it is it's great that that we are discussing this topic, but also I am proud that I do remember since Barack Obama came into your school, how you 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 were so passionate then. You continue to be passionate, so I feel very proud of you for that matter, and and that you're spreading the awareness by having me on on your podcast, but that you continue spreading that excitement. 
because that's people need that excitement. This is important. Voicing your opinion is important. I'm very proud of you. <laughs> and and a lot of it, ha- you say it has to do with me, but a lot of it has to do with you because you always, you you all, that was important to you even when you were a little girl. So I'm, I'm proud of you. I mean, you can ask my mom. I literally was like, if there was the most loserish kid in the class, I was best friends with them. Like anyone who was ever made fun of, like I was like, I will stand up for you. Um, I'll never forget my senior year. I was working at a restaurant and I would leave early. Um, and I'll never forget this teacher that I hated (laughs) made this kid who hated reading out loud read. So I started to read for the kid and I got sent home and my mom was like, why are you sending her home? And at the end of the day, it's, I've just always been, you've always not pushed me, but you've always like shown me the other side of the world that doesn't really get the love or the compassion or anything. So I've always been like, if you're not going to show that person respect, then I will. Not the teacher, the kid. (laughs) You always stood up for justice since you were a little girl. You know, you remind me a little bit. You remind me of of the notorious. B.I.G.? Ginsburg, Ruth Bader. Oh my God, that is the most. I love how I said notorious B.I.G. The notorious R.B.G. Notorious R.B.G. She was little in stature, but a firecracker. Mom, that's like really like the nicest thing you could ever say. But no, I think I think I think where that comes from for me is seeing. I don't want to say you're a struggle, but seeing how different it was for you and even seeing you and other moms and seeing how it was different for you and other moms. You know, we weren't the family that had a designer car. We weren't the family, you know, we were definitely a fun household, but we were not, we weren't the, you know, uh, I love my juicy tracksuits. I'm so grateful, but you know, we weren't that I think people look at me and look at you and think something completely different when in the reality is, is, you know, I had your Honda as my car after I was, after once I could drive, we, I may have grown up in a very wealthy town, but the other side of town was extremely not wealthy at all whatsoever. I mean, Willow Grove, you go to Willow Grove, you go, you go to where we live and you, it's just a different world. And I think maybe you didn't mean to do this, but maybe in some way you were like, I need my girls to see the reality and the truth that it's like, for instance, Cheltenham is a little bit quainter. It's a little quainter and and cute. It's a little quainter and cute, but Abington really showed you sides. Like there was, we had, we really had everything. And I think for you, maybe you growing up in a society that was so much going on, you were like, I need my girls to know the reality. And the reality isn't just a quaint town. It's multitudes. What I wanted to do and I and I tried to do is to give you the best I could, the best environment, the best education to do the best I could. And that's all we can do. That's all we can do in life. By voting, we're doing the best we can. By raising our children, doing the best we can, it's all we can do. So everybody should vote because <laughs> the best they can do. Well, Mom, I really appreciate you coming on here. I love your enthusiasm. You're a star. Everyone's going to love you. And what are just some final words that you have for my generation? Uh, conti- you're doing a great job, Alexa. Well, not, 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 not me. For the generation, not me. I know I'm doing just wonderfully. Just, <laughs> just, just t- you know, life, life goes by very quickly. And 
do the best you can now treat others the way you want to be treated and just know that that everything matters like things really matter some some people think uh i i don't need to they they make choices that that are dumb choices because like not wearing a mask they're living today yes take wear the mask yep. take things seriously care about your finances budgets i mean i, I can i can go on about budget oh mom i would love to do a business one another time obviously but no it's getting back to getting back to where we were obviously you and i could go on tangents forever that's the story of our lives an important year to vote vote take it seriously vote and what would you say to your old if you were my age again what would you say to yourself if you were th- turning 30 years old and this timing of the world was going on and COVID had just happened, what advice would you give to yourself? Uh, I, I, I was an old soul from age, from age 13. I mean, I've believe been... me, you raised a really old soul. So I feel like I'm 70. That's why I'm asking, what would you tell yourself at 29 in COVID, in this racial injustice movement and all of that, what would you say to yourself and how important it is right now specifically more than ever with all the experiences that you've had and the fact that you weren't always a citizen? I would, I believe it in that aspect, I would tell myself the same thing. Stay focused, do the right thing and just, just plan and pursue your dreams. I, I I did that then, and and I'm glad I did. In that in that respect, voting is important, and it matters. Well, I really love you so much, and I really think this is going to open up a lot of people's eyes. And you know, I appreciate you telling us a little bit about your story of Colombia and whatnot. And you know, really briefly, can you just tell everyone what you do because you didn't, you never really said everything you do and 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 that for me is one of my prouder moments is because you do so much so can you just like briefly tell people what you do because you mentioned you do real estate but it's much more than that i need people to know about like you know just like in two minutes from that day that i'll never forget you picked me up from school saying you bought an office just just tell the story just tell your your story of why this of why of why voting matters to you because someone believed in you let's not forget who believed in you well, well, first of all, let me just tell you, I went to school for child psychology, which has been very helpful in working with clients because working with children and working with clients sometimes is the same thing. But yes, I decided it to get into real estate for, for more financial. It was a financial decision at that time. But I, I will tell you one little thing that you may, may not know. I was the first female Latino broker in Philadelphia. So. I did know that. Okay, okay, so... (laughs) Guys, she's literally looking to her right and to her left like there's like an audience and she's like the star of the show, which she is. This is the Marisol show. Well, no, but this is the Alexa show. (laughs) But but, um, I do, I have been a real estate broker now of Florida as well, but of Pennsylvania and selling in real, real estate in Philadelphia for 28 years. So you were two when I started. And... It's been my passion, my love. Pursue your love. 
do that that would be my biggest advice in life thank god i found my calling and my love in business wise yeah guys my mom literally like loves work so much like she really <laughs> loves it so much and it's kind of funny because you know i guess this is where i'll end boomer always thinks like the relationships i have with my clients are just like so deep and absurd and i'm like you really got to see what my mom's relationships are like because she literally has everyone's personal number their mom's personal number if there's something that maybe it's something that you instilled in ash and i or i don't know what it is but i i can't not meet somebody without like forming a relationship I just can't not and it's really hard and it's re- it it's very weird it sometimes ca- catches boomer off guard it catches a lot of people off guard I just want to know things and I think it's I think that's just because you and I are like curious cats to the beyond but you like did that to me that I like literally I was just talking to my friend Amy I'm literally friends with like my bodega man my the CVS person the mail guy the I was talking about how the how my uh doormen were making fun that I got a salad last night and how they like judge my my orders and you know it's only I I know they don't have that relationship with other people and I think you really instilled in me to listen to everybody whether it be the doorman whether it be the pharmacist whether it be um the newspaper man and I really do take that and I feel like I feel like that's what makes you such a great example of why we should vote is because you taught me to listen to others and that nobody is greater or less than than I am and no one every single person deserves that time of day every single human being and I definitely wouldn't have learned that lesson without you and the experiences that you had in your life I I hear you Alexa and I hear your passion in your work when when you share with me and to me that's that's the most important thing a job if you're not passionate about it's a job a a hobby that you become so passionate about and make money that that's the kind of pursuit I would want for you and Ashley that we love what we do Mm -hmm. and what we do and we're passionate about and that that will be a successful business when you're passionate about it Absolutely, Mom. So with that being said, I couldn't love you more. I'm really grateful. Ash is going to be so excited when this is out. Um, I really, really appreciate it. And I know it's not always easy to hop on here. And I know you've been waiting for it for about a couple of days. Literally, I, I, I loved every second of this. I thought it was so fun. For some people who have listened to past episodes, um, my mom and I are not the normal mother-daughter relationship. I really consider her more of a friend than I I I do consider you a mom. You birthed me, obviously, but you're more of a friend. And in this moment, I think people can really get more of a sense of mother and daughter, which is really special for me because we don't really have that that much. And I hope that people can really see from an immigrant standpoint why this is so important. And, you know... For those immigrants who have who did become citizens, I really do hope you exercise your right to vote this year because you didn't just become a citizen for nothing. And and I think that that's I think that that's like the biggest part is you didn't just go through all is. Listen, I don't know what it's like to become a citizen, but I know it wasn't easy. That's all I know is it's not easy. So practice that right to vote and exercise it. And you know if you're confused about anything ever, like. Like my mom said, just educate yourself. You don't need to be the most 
informed, but to know like little points here and there to kind of take little hearing little chitter chatters of what other people are saying they need or feel they need is so important. And, you know, leaving it to where we both said is putting ourselves out there in the field and really seeing the infrastructure, same way as Barack Obama did, seeing what you need is really the way that you create change. So I really love you, mom, and I really appreciate it. And I'm really glad that we will both be voting this year. And so will Boomer and the whole squad. And (laughs) I'm just, I'm really, really grateful to have you on. And I'm really proud of everything you have overcome because I can't imagine what it's like to go learning, speaking Spanish and then having to learn English. And mind you, you do it all with poise and grace and it's, it's really magical. So again, this is an outcome of an immigrant people. So just remember that when you're exercising that right to vote, I hope you think about my mom who has changed a lot of lives and help people get their homes. And that's a really wonderful thing to be able to offer to someone to give them a lifelong home, especially in a place like today where home means everything. Absolutely. So I kind of thought that would be a really nice way to wrap it up is that you give people the ability to have a home. And right now that's so special and important. So even those anyone who can vote that's thinking I don't want to do it I don't want to get involved it's not about getting involved or getting into politics no one needs to know who you vote for not one person but please let's see it in the numbers this year it is so important to me to you to grandma to people in the past it is just so important to make a change and really make it and um, you know, mom, I think you're such a great example that change can be made and that, you know, you can transform, you can change your mindset from just being a little girl from Colombia to a girl having bigger dreams, which you really succeeded and fulfilled and you always do that. So I love you and thanks for coming on the vibe and I hope we can do this again soon about a different topic. And if we do it about voting again, that would be great, but I love you and I appreciate you taking the time and making sure you're home without office noises because it's really sweet of you. Thank you for having me and I'm very proud of you. All right. I love you so much. Thanks for coming on the vibe.